This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. I'm bringing you this emergency podcast to explain what happened yesterday when I sold all of my holdings in Relic Healthcare Technologies or Relic Health Technologies. Now, I I got, you know, I'll just tell you a bit of the history. So Relic Healthcare was one of the three stocks I owned in our portfolio. Been been, um, in and sometimes out of Relic for a number of years. So I know the company, it's basically a technology-based home care provider so that people can be released from hospital and monitored in their homes using their technology. Primarily, well, 100% of their business right now is in the United States, even though they're a Canadian company. The business is basically they sign physician groups or large healthcare organizations. Their um, services are reimbursable through the um, government plans in America. The doctors receive a fee. The hospitals receive a fee. Uh, Relic Health receives a fee and the patients go home early so everybody's happy. Sounds like a great company. On October 5th, however, the company announced that they had, and I'll, I'll simply read you the release. This was on October 5th, Hamilton, Ontario. Company's pleased to announce that it has closed its previously announced unit price placement Corporation raised proceeds at $6 million for the sale of 15 million units. Pursuant to the terms of the unit financing, each unit was offered at a subscription price of $0.40 per unit. Each unit consists of one common share and one common share purchase warrant exercisable at $0.52. So basically, they released 30 million shares. Now, if you read down, you'll see that the CEO participated in the financing and received 250,000 units she purchased. Um, It's considered insider participation, but it's been reported, so it's not a big deal. Um, Meaning she has 500,000 new units. So she wasn't diluted like all of us little petty shareholders were. So there's a number of problems with this. and And I'll tell you, the initial issue with me that really and I've I've kind of processed this because this was announced on October 5th and um, this is now October 20th so I've been processing this for a very long time before I sold all my shares yesterday the issue for me comes with and believe me on the treadmill thinking about this walking on the beach all kinds of thoughts and a lot of it, I find out, is just sadness about, you know, the stupidity and the lack of opportunity in a business. And you get that gut instinct and that gut feeling that you have to listen to, that people are being less than forthright with you. And the issue I brought up, and I sent an email, and I, I sent it to the CEO, 
and she couldn't respond, of course, but the some investment guy did in their um, organization who said, well, blah, 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 because my issue was on a recent call, the CEO had said that they're going to be, they're going to have cash flowing and they're going to be buying back shares. Now, when a company buys back shares, it may or may not be a good thing, but the point is they have surplus cash, obviously, that they don't need to run their business so that when they buy back shares, your shares actually become more valuable. When they do the opposite and create shares, go down the basement and print them up, your shares become less valuable, and that's what happened on October 5th. Now, if you follow the share price, <clears throat> on September 22nd, the share price was 53 cents a share. Six days later, on September 28th, it was 39 cents a share. Hmm. That's quite a drop. Uh, and then the announcement was made on October 5th. So, the first issue that my gut tells me is how many lies make a liar. When someone tells you they're going to purchase shares back because they have so much cash, and then they turn around and create shares because they don't have enough cash to take on these new contracts. You know, we all look at that and say, there's something not right here. And I think I've said this before, but when the deer comes out of a forest and looks around and notices that something is out of place, it doesn't have to be very much. It's just a little thing is out of place. They fear danger and they go in a different direction. They don't go the same way because something's not right. And that's how I get and that's how I feel about this company. And then I dig deeper on the treadmill and I think more about my experience in healthcare and I realize that the missed opportunity here, the huge missed opportunity is the home care consultation concept that they really are. If you're trying to be a hardware software company, you're going to fail. The real business is in taking people when they come home, having a human being work with them who is billable, whether that be through home care, whatever, providing the services they need, and with that, adding the platform that Relic has. It takes time to build that. Instead, this group of, uh, I'm just going to call them knuckleheads, are in the business of signing contracts. Now, here's the problem. When you sign a contract saying, I'm going to take care of all your patients that have chronic conditions and are living at home. That's great. You sign a contract. It's a press release. Everybody thinks it's wonderful. You project all your income. You know, if we sign up 50%, we're going to make so much a month and 75% of that's gross margin, all that great stuff. Here's the problem. You have to deliver. You have to sign those people up. They have to be compliant for a period of time before you make any money. There's a time lag, if you will. And so when Relic keeps talking about new contracts, it's meaningless. And the numbers now show that. And that's what this issuing of shares has taught me. One, my gut says you can't trust anything they say because tomorrow they may print another 30 million shares, 40 million shares. Who knows? And one of the most crucial issues in any business is lack of focus. Just in the past year or two, they've signed different populations of patients from pediatrics to chronic pain to seniors to those who have just had a surgery, COPD, and it goes on.
Each one of those conditions requires a different approach. Each one of those populations requires a different type of intervention when they in fact do come home. The other missed opportunities are all of the other services they need that Relic could provide within a tight-knit basket of what they do. So, a couple of things. Relic was one of the companies I had in my uh, Globe Investor um, competition. That's fine. I, I mean, you have to stick with them on that paper thing, but not in real life. So I sold my 105,000 shares. Um, and again, the hurtful part, it's not, it was the smallest part of the portfolio, but it still <clears throat> bothers me in the sense that it's, a, it's a basically, in my opinion, a failed company. It's missed the opportunity. What should it have done? Well, outside of focusing, which is extremely important in any business, it should have realized what the market really demands, which is someone to take care of people when they leave a hospital prematurely or someone to take care of people when they're living at home with COPD or other chronic condition, or are a senior who want to age in place. Let me say that again. A senior who wants to age in place, who requires the tools that Relic has. The only way you're going to get implementation and compliance is to be the service providers within the home where those people live. So the uh, partnership, the you know, if Relic had said we're, we're issuing shares because we're going to buy this home care company and we're going to have people work in the homes with people, whether it be uh, for brief periods of time, if they're coming home from the hospital, we have nurses, RNAs who are going to go in and actually work with the people and deliver service. It's not about software or hardware. It's about service that happens to use software or hardware that Relic owns. That's the business model. Well, they're not paying me for the consult. They'll never listen anyway because I'm just a guy with 100,000 or so shares and nobody cares. So I sold it. Got out yesterday. And, I, and, and whatever you do is up to you. You can stick with them if you'd like. If it goes down to five cents, I might buy a few for fun. But I'm done with it. It's... um. It's a hardware software company that is clearly to me becoming less about creating a true business and more about creating hype around contracts that don't mean anything because you have to deliver. You have to actually do the contracts. And I don't believe they can pull it off because I don't believe they have the skills or ability to understand what people need in their home when it comes to healthcare or mental health care or physical health care outside of their software platform. They're a public company, and I'm telling you what I did, so I sold it. What did I do with the little bit of funds? I took the funds, and I purchased more European residential REIT. There's one for you. It's down 20% from my original um, sort of initial buy, but that's okay because I get paid 7-plus percent dividend, and they're boring apartments in Holland, and I think you know they're in our book, Invest Like a Honeybee. The other part to this is, you know, you know when I thought of, should I sell or not? I really think of the honeybee rule one, which is survival. And just like a beehive, you know, when it, when things are, are just not right in a beehive, uh, when things are just, you know, dangerous or aren't what they, the hive believes it is, all of a sudden, you know, the hive starts to leak or there's um, attack from other pests or there's a wasp nest inside that they can't seem to get at. 
the honey beehive goes elsewhere to survive. And that's how I look at my move on Relic Healthcare. So all I can say is it is what it is. And if I break down to summarize why, first of all, I was diluted. So I took a haircut immediately. There are more shares floating around out there. Don't quite understand how a stock goes from 53 cents to 39 cents in six days without any reporting of anything other than four days later, five days, whatever it was, the reporting of this uh, delusion of shares. It's not a company I'm interested in owning and that's why I'm out. Please make sure you do your own due diligence. Speaking of which, one thing I'm going to be doing as soon as I finish this podcast is to dig up information on the CPP in Canada. What is it invested in? Um, what happens if Alberta does take out, you know, 35, 45, or even 50% of the assets? What's left for the rest of the Canadians? And I'm one of them. So I'm going to dive into that pension plan and see what's actually available to the public when it comes to how they invest our money. I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. Have an amazing day. And yes, if you do the math, I'm really down to one stock, European Residential REIT. If you remember, I had uh, Goodfellows as well, and when it hit $15, I sold that and purchased more European residential REIT. So I'm, if you want to look at diversification, I'm at the other end, primarily having one stock. Uh, they have a meeting November 4th, and we'll see how that goes. And I'll be doing a podcast around that time, and we'll discuss the results. You have an amazing week, and we'll talk again next time. To learn more about how honeybees can help you in your investing and personal life, go to investlikeahoneybee.com. There you'll learn how listening to the honeybees helped us in so many ways and can help you. Investlikeahoneybee.com.